You're listening to Trip 360 on Mousecapades Radio, sharing your magical moments and spreading pixie dust around the world. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Mousecapade Studios. Here are your hosts. Happy Friday, Mousecapade listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Chrissy. We pray that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 889, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Before we get started, we'd like to remind you that we can plan a magical trip for you anywhere in the world. Text Vicky or myself, Chrissy, for a free quote at 636-373-4497. So, my brother Dan and his family went to Disney World, and Vicky and I are going to find out all of the exciting things. So let's get started. We should start with Miss Allie so she can depart because she's not as old as us and has attention span shorter than us. So we'll let her get back to the fun things of life. Hi, Miss Allie. Hi. And how old are you? Six. Six. So you're in kindergarten or first grade? First. First grade. So do you want to tell us what your favorite parts were of Disney World? Uh-huh. Okay. What do you want to tell us about? My favorite thing was going on all the roller coasters. Do you have a favorite roller coaster? Guardians of the Galaxy. Of course. That's what Aunt Chrissy likes. Do you remember what song you got? It was an old song, wasn't it? I think it was September. She went on it twice and she got the same song both times. Oh, I'm so jealous. That's such a good song. I got Iran. She did not know the words. She had no idea what the song was. She just had fun because it was a fun, fun ride. <laughs> I love it so much. So what is your favorite park? Um, Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios. Let me see if you have the same favorite ride as Aunt Chrissy there. What's your favorite ride at Hollywood Studios? Tower of Terror. Oh, it is the same one. She's got grody blood in her. <laughs> yes, most definitely. She went on that how many times? Four or five times, I think. And she didn't cry once. So the first time Chrissy went on it, I think she cried. I cried because you were in my care. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, we won't go into how many years ago that was. <laughs> that was 29 years ago, I believe. <laughs> 20, 28. I was, I'm not the math person of the family, so. I think my niece just said she's sure old, so. That's sure painful because I'm older than your aunt. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, I think Daniel might have been Allie's age when he wrote it the first time. So that ride is very special to all of us. That is awesome. So do you have a favorite meal at Disney World? She likes churros a lot. She likes um, the pretzels she likes as well. And we bought the shake from Cosmic Rays. I think it was a special one. Uh, yeah, we asked for it. Brownies and brownies and a donut. Oh wow! That was her meal one night. <laughs> she was in my care that night, so it was a very healthy dinner. <laughs> so, what are your favorite characters, or who are your favorite characters? I should say, Stitch, 
Mickey and Minnie and Groot. And Groot. Did you get to see Mickey and Minnie? Yeah. Yeah, we, we did uh, the character breakfast at Chef Mickey's. So she got to see all of the, the characters there. And then I think she got to meet Stitch at yeah. Tomorrowland during the Halloween party. Is that what you did? It wasn't the Halloween party. Okay. It was when you were on Tron oh. and I was with mom on um, the people. Mover. Yeah. The best ride ever. <laughs> that's what my husband says. He says that's the best ride ever. If if the listeners could see her face. I know. <laughs> it was great because um, I think my son fell asleep on the people mover. So I think everyone enjoyed that moment of quiet. I put my lip on it on when you were watching the fireworks that one night. Yeah. In the, like right here. Um, she bumped her lip on people mover. The one and only injury in the history of the people mover. <laughs> right. Is there anything else you want to tell the listeners about your trip? You got to go to the Halloween party. Did you have fun at the Halloween party? Yeah. What was your favorite thing about the Halloween party? Getting all the candy. And did you bring it all home or did you eat it? (laughs) I brought it all home. I stole a lot of it. The daddy tax was more in Florida than it is in Missouri. So I was able to have all of the stuff I wanted. At least it was before Halloween so I could get even more candy. (laughs) smart girl she rigs the system aunt chrissy wants to know what you wore um i was one of the sanders sanderson sisters and which sister would that be i think it was winnie was winifred Mm -hmm. we just learned about her at school and everybody do you know who plays her in the movie Mm -mm. well her name is bet midler and the kids came in and they're like who is this person we don't know who they are and i said okay have you ever watched Hocus Pocus? Yep. Winifred Sanderson. So very interesting. That's a fun way to start for sure. Now we can start asking you the good questions. Where did you stay and what were the dates of your trip? We stayed at the Animal Kingdom Lodge at the Jumbo House, uh, the DVC Studios at the Jumbo House. Uh, our dates of the trip were October 15th through the 20th, Sunday through Friday. So we were there at the same time. Yes. Because I was the 15th through the 21st. Yeah, it lined up perfectly with um, fall break. Yes. And my in-laws were able to get off work. And so we kind of had a built-in babysitter for a few times during the trip. Did your in-laws stay at the Jumbo House or did they stay elsewhere on property? They stayed at the Jumbo House. They stayed in a water view, water view meaning pool view at Animal Kingdom Lodge. So they that's their favorite place to stay. Um, they like being at Animal Kingdom Lodge, even though it's somewhat far away from most things. They just really enjoyed there. So that was this was our second time staying there. We stayed there with them a few years ago, um, but this was our first time in a DVC room at Jumbo House. Very nice. This was your first time taking a one-year-old. Yes. You cannot see his face. He just rolls his eyes. <laughs> yes. It was interesting because we, well, I know I, I take that back. I guess we took Allison when she True. was one. We took her for marathon weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you were busy running. Yeah, I, I only did the half marathon that year. So I still had to put up with her cranky butt. <laughs> <laughs> But no, Chase was different. Chase is um, not as good of a sleeper as she was at one. Chase is much more adventurous. We had a hard time containing him in a pack and play and a stroller. 
the entire time we were there. But there's enough slow things to do. There's enough quiet areas at, at all four parks to kind of calm him down, let him take a nap. And um, as long as you have an endless supply of snacks, he'll be happy. That's all he <laughs> wanted to do. So that's a big tip. Um, always bring snacks for a one-year-old. If you don't bring them from home or order them and have them delivered to the room, you'll spend a fortune. So always have the the, the cheese crackers, the Ritz bits, the um, goldfish, pretzel sticks, all of that is a must-have whenever you go with a one-year-old. That's all they want. That's a good tip. Good to know. My son liked marshmallows also. You know, I, I want to, we have a bag of marshmallows upstairs because that's what Allison likes as her snack in the morning after breakfast a lot of the time. But I'm just too afraid to give it to him. I don't know if he's going to eat it, stick it out and put it in his hair and have a sticky mess or what, because he's he's a wild little one-year-old. So should have Probably just left a him good at, call. Yeah, should have just left him at Animal Kingdom Lodge. He would have fit in with the animals. <laughs> so he's part of the Jungle, what is it, the Jungle Book movie? Yes. He's, he's that little boy. That's right. Most definitely. Did you all use, now you said that you found some quiet spots and some nooks and nooks and crannies. Did you all like... Did you have to take advantage of like any of the baby care centers throughout the parks? Um, like I know I've gone to the first aid centers for like ibuprofen and like Pepto-Bismol and stupid stuff like that. But did you did you or Kelly find that you needed to use them for like a quiet spot for Chase? We we did not use the baby care centers. We usually just uh, whenever he started getting restless, whichever one was holding him, usually gave him to the other person and said, "He's your kid now. Go." No, I'm <laughs> kidding. Um, but no, we we usually just uh, put him in the stroller, walked him around to quiet him down. I tell you what, one of the the hidden areas now that seemed deserted while we were there at the studios over um, at the exit of Muppet Vision 3D. Mm-hmm. kind of by mama melrose's ever since they closed that muppet store there's no one there besides every you know 17 minutes when the muppet vision that's out it was quiet as can be not not super shady but we had a stroller with an awning so we we found that that was probably the quietest place at the studios because he had a meltdown starting at rock and roller coaster so i walked him around while they went on tower of terror and by the time we got back there he was finally calm it was nice and quiet he Asked out cold. So that's definitely the quietest place in the studios. Animal Kingdom, I mean, it's big enough. You can find somewhere quiet if you don't want to go to the, the child care center. Magic Kingdom was more difficult. There's people all over Magic Kingdom. So I wasn't, you know, finding a quiet spot there was kind of impossible. And then at Epcot, you know, again, kind of big enough. You just wander around. You can find an empty spot. But yeah, this, this studios was probably the easiest place to find a non-baby center quiet part to for a, a nap area so magic kingdom for future reference between the bathrooms of tomorrowland and space mountain there's a little indented like sitting area that's real shaded and quiet now it won't be now because i've said it twice in one week but yeah i didn't know about it until we went with gina that's an agent with all of us yeah when we went with gina she said i know the perfect place for you to wait for us why they went on space mountain and I was like, I did not even know this is here. So you just walk down like two or three little steps. It's indented and there's plenty of seating and it's very shaded. And while I was back there, there was only like two or three other people. 
So for future. Yes, I'm going to remember that because at Magic Kingdom on our final day, I had the privilege of trying to calm him down well. I think they went on Space Mountain and our lightning lane, it wasn't time for Tron yet. So I was walking him in between uh, the, you know, the former arcade, the gift shop at the exit of Space Mountain and Tron and the Speedway. So I was trying to calm him down there because I didn't want to get too far away from my Tron lightning lane. And it was not quiet. It was very loud and congested. So I will make note of that for future. Yeah. It will be interesting to see if it gets really crowded now that I've been talking about it. But but I, I was pleasantly surprised to know there was a little place. In fact, I did lay down with my head on the backpacks and just <laughs> chilled out while I was waiting because it was about a 45 minute wait. No, that, that's really good to know. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Now, you did say that like you were waiting with Baby Chase while they rode Space Mountain. Did you guys utilize Rider Swap at all during your trip? We did not. And Chrissy, please don't pass out of shock right now. I went into this trip with the expectation of I might get to go on a handful of rides. So I didn't really um, anticipate needing to utilize those. For those of you who don't know my brother, he is a park commando. Open to close, no breaks. No rest for the the weary. No, I mean, in fact, when Kelly was pregnant with Allison, we've got her onesie that had the four park icons on it that said future park commando on it because Daniel is such a park commando. Fatherhood has softened him. Yes, yes. To an extent, because Kelly is more of the um, go back to the resort and relax type of person. So whenever that happened, I'd usually keep Allison with me and we'd go do all the fun rides while Chase and Kelly went back to, to nap and to rest. So she got to rest, but you didn't. I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, no. You and Allie did, did more of the rides and such while Kelly and Chase rest. I did go back a few times to the resort to kind of deal with Allison. And I mean that in a nice way, deal with Allison. Um, we would go and swim and sure. chase. Chase went to the pool once, I think, but he is very much a ghost and uh, sunburns easily. Yeah. Even though it wasn't super hot, the sun was still beaming down. There was not a cloud in the sky a lot of that week. Um, he didn't go swimming very often. So I also know I went swimming one day. And then something that I never did as a kid and I never did as a young adult. And now that I'm older, I took Allison to the arcade a few times. Oh, at your resort? Yeah. So we, we went to the arcade a few times. They had a, a very fun arcade right by the pool. I always thought it'd be kind of just a waste of money to go to an arcade at Disney World because we have arcades at home. Why would I go a thousand miles to go to an arcade? Because it, it kills time, lets them get screen time, and t- a great time killer. It, it, it's right next to the pool. It's right by uh, the Mara Food Court at Animal Kingdom Lodge. And I mean, not each time. I think we went three times. So two of the three times there was a cast member there and they were giving out like free game cards. Like they do a silly competition of, hey, if you can score a goal against me in air hockey, you can have this $5 game card. And then they would just let the kid score a goal and give away a $5 game card. So that was a lot of fun. And, you know, it's just a place to blow off steam when you're forced to go back to the hotel for a few hours. Nice. Yeah, that's something that I've, I don't think I've ever, I mean, I've walked by them, but I don't think I've ever set foot in an arcade. Yeah. At Old Key West, we would always walk by and never go in. Maybe we would go in, but never spend a dime in it. And then 
I think it was Port Orleans when I stayed last time, Riverside, there was one right there by the the main pool and I walked by and never never thought to go in and the prices were fair and I mean it was just the standard standard games but it was a lot more fun than I thought it would be. I would definitely recommend doing that if you have a 6-year-old who's hyper and was forced to go back to the hotel and you don't have enough time to go swimming. And it is great during a hurricane, just saying. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. Cuz one of the few places they would let us visit. You would stay dry and that would be all that matters. That That's right. <laughs> So table service, did you guys do any table service? Yes. So we we did Ohana dinner the Monday we were there. And that was probably the first time I've done dinner there since I worked for Disney. So like 15, 14 years ago. And it was good. I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of food. It is. The food just kept coming and the the service was great. I mean, I, I would really want to have one of those steaks that they, that they gave. I was just upset because for I, I don't know if it's always like this, but the the last uh you know meat that they gave us was the steak. Oh really? Yeah. Like they brought them out staggered and the steak was the final item they brought out. And I'm like, I'm I'm full right now. I can't eat yes. another one. And then I remembered that calories don't count on vacation. Right. Remember that everything is zero calorie, no matter what it is. Yeah. So I powered through two steaks and wanted a third, but I thought better of it. Smart. Yeah. In retrospect, probably smart, but in the time I really wanted one. And then the next morning, didn't really think this through. The next morning we did Chef Mickey's breakfast. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) So two big meals back to back. Two gluttonous meals. (laughs) Yeah. So Chef Mickey's again, and that was probably the first time I went to Chef Mickey's since, and Chrissy, I I think we all did this as a family back when we all went for Christmas back in 2007. We did. So that was the last time I went to Chef Mickey's and the breakfast, the food was so much better than I thought it was going to be. Like I go into any buffet with kind of low expectations, but the bacon was perfect. The waffles were perfect. The eggs were better than any buffet eggs I've had. So I don't know if it's just been years since I've actually had a buffet at Disney World, but the food exceeded my expectations and the price is steep. But in my mind, the kids got to meet all of the characters, you know, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Goofy, and Pluto. And we didn't have to wait in line. So that the time we saved made up for it. And you got a meal. Right. And a show. They dance and sing. And it was a lot of fun. The cast members, again, top-notch servers were great. They always made sure we had plenty of coffee, which is always needed at Disney World. You can't put a price on that. (laughs) Right. And, um, you know, it was just great. A lot of fun going to Contemporary. That's one of my favorite places. Never stayed there, probably never will, but I always enjoy being there. And then our other sit-down meal, we went with Kelly's parents and the kids to uh, Woody's Roundup Barbecue or Woody's Rodeo Barbecue. Yeah. The food was good, but I think the atmosphere was a lot better. I think the atmosphere was top notch, you know, although it wasn't a character meal. Even without characters? The only thing missing was Woody and Jesse and Buzz running around. I mean, wow. it, it had like it had the feel of a character dining environment. The, the food was good. 
you know, I be, kind of better than I expected. You know, I, I don't have high expectations for barbecue outside of St. Louis, which is the barbecue capital of the world. Don't listen to Kansas City. Don't listen to Texas. Don't listen to Carolina. St. Louis is. So, um, you know, Florida did a good job with it. I, I think Disney did a good job with that. And the desserts were really good. But you only get one. Yeah, I know. I, I wanted to say one of each, please. Can we pretend we're on a cruise and just bring them all out to me? I don't understand that for sure. That's the one thing I don't understand. Yeah, they, they were good. Little small, but still good. You said the same thing your sister did, except for that you actually went to the restaurant. She said she's not going to that restaurant because St. Louis has the best barbecue and she just she just can't do it. Yeah. You know, I, I liked the new the newness of it. it was a lot of fun. I want to go there. I'm just disappointed that there are no characters. True. I'm just so disappointed that there are no characters. I want to go there too, but I'm also afraid of the barbecue part. I'm shocked with your review, Daniel. I'm like shocked. Yeah, I I, I think for the price you pay, there should be characters. Right, right. I think that's what's my my holdback. Yeah, and that that's a that's a fair worry. And I I think if I were to go back next time with the kids. It might not be high on my list to go back. And that's not a negative view of it. I just think what you said, the char- it needs to be a character meal for the price point that they put it at. It's the same thing as be our guest. I don't understand why right. it would be so hard to have Belle and Beast stand there and, and do like they do at Artist Point and just pull the people from the table. They literally could stand there. Yeah, that's what sh- that's the queen does during Snow White's dinner. And then right. she invites you to have your picture when she's ready to see you. But a tip for you if you go back to Ohana is we've had it, which you're talking about where they brought it out randomly. But this last time we didn't really say anything except we said something about like we couldn't wait to have the steak, I think. And they brought all the meats at the same time. So that was nice. Yeah, if we go back, I'll remember that because... The chicken wasn't the greatest. No. I wish I would have I wish I would have had just the two servings of steak and the, the chicken back. Um Oh, you don't do shrimp either. Oh no, I don't do no. I'm not I'm not adventurous enough. <laughs> I know Chrissy didn't, but yeah, we do this. We even told them they didn't need to bring the chimichurri chicken chimichurri chicken because we just we know it's not our favorite and they still bring it to the table. Yeah, I I, I tried it and Allison's not a big steak eater, so she had some of the chicken. And next time I'll say, hold the, hold the chicken, bring two steaks instead, or two orders of steaks instead. That's the way to do it. Joey does that with the dumplings. Bring double dumplings, please. I, I, I do think that we got an extra order of those because my wife and the in-laws absolutely loved those. And again, I'm not, I don't eat those. <laughs> I'm usually just uh, the, the steak. Yeah, I had some of the vegetables and the vegetables were good. The broccoli was a lot better than I thought it would be. And yes. I'm not a very big broccoli eater. So they, I think they did that well, but the chicken they can replace with something else and I would be happy. Yeah. So it, um, they brought my son the second dumplings and we all looked at him like, where are we putting this? We don't have a hollow leg. And <laughs> right. the lady's like, well, he can take it back with you. Well, we happened to be staying off property that year. So he took it back to the resort. And then when his stomach had settled from the huge meal, ended up having it as a midnight snack. So Yeah, no, it's great to do that. Especially if you stay off property with the, the kitchen and mm-hmm. Chrissy, I just wanted to know, is his favorite ride also the same as yours and his daughter's? So it depends at the studios what day or actually any of the four parks. It changes. I love so many of the rides. It depends what mood I'm in. It depends 
what I want to do. But I think Tower of Terror does hold a special place in my heart. So, you know, if I'm forced to pick one, I think Tower of Terror is probably my favorite ride in all of Disney World. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy is a close second. That ride was just so much fun. I don't like spending money on Lightning Lane, but I spent money on Lightning Lane twice to ride that ride so I could avoid you know, the giant headache of trying to get uh, a boarding group at seven o'clock in the morning. Right. And even still having to wait. Yes. Well, yeah. So on Tuesday, the Tuesday we were down there, we were able to get a lightning lane. We, we got group 60. Wow. And it said something like, you know, anticipated boarding between, I think it was like 12 and one. And they called us at like 1145, a little early. So we're like, this is perfect. So we ran over there to get to get in line and then it broke down at some point and we were just stuck in line and had to hear the same spiel on the the you know the pre-show right behind us over and over and over again um probably like a 20 or 25 minute just stuck in one spot and it was it was a lot with a six-year-old with us who doesn't have the concept of time or what is going on because it was just constant um when are we moving? When are we going to be able to go on the ride? How much longer? So I, I you know, I don't wish that on anyone. Hopefully, nobody ha- has to encounter that. But it's inevitable being any sort of ride, especially one as complicated as that ride. But it was just, just fun, just so much fun. I, that one might overtake Tower as my favorite. Well, wait, wait till you get to Disneyland and ride Guardians out there. Yeah, it's just so much fun too. I just, I, I don't know. It's just so much fun. I liked Tron, but Tron was just so short. It was so short. Like I felt as if I blinked and it was over. I don't know if that's just being too nitpicky because, you know, being my first ride, I was just like hoping it would go on for a little bit longer, but we we blasted off. And then two seconds later, we were back, you know, getting off the ride. And that was, I don't want to say disappointed because it was still a really fun ride, but it was definitely not what I expected in terms of ride length. Because I I try to avoid the spoilers. Like I never watched, you know, on YouTube, one of the videos of, oh, here's Guardians or here's Tron. So I wanted to go in without knowing anything about it. Then finding out how short it was, I'm like, man, I wish I would have prepared myself for how short it was. I don't think that you're being nitpicky. That's what pretty much everybody has said. And the other thing is, if you do pay the individual lightning lane pl- prices, they said, these are not just my words, they're critic words too. And that is that you need to consider how much you're charging for that short ride versus Guardians of the Galaxy. Should you really charge the same amount of money for those two rides that are completely different in length, even against Rise of the Resistance, because it's a longer ride as well. I, I definitely agree with that criticism because we... We couldn't get the the boarding group at 7 a.m. Both myself and my father-in-law were shut out. We both had no luck getting it. So then he decided we're just going to pay to get the lightning lane because he had been on it before. And Kelly went on it at the Halloween party on Tuesday night. So he said, you know, the two of us can just go ride it. And I'm like, thank you. That's that's an expensive ride, you know, 22 seconds of, of ride. But it, it was it was fun, but just not what I was anticipating, I think. For sure. What was your highlight of the Halloween party besides the candy? Um, I actually did not attend the Halloween party. Oh, that you stayed with Chase? I, yeah, we, we ended up going to Epcot that night for a quiet night. We didn't want to pay for a third ticket to the Halloween party, not knowing how Chase would react, because that'd be a very expensive 20 minutes sure. for one of us to be in the park. And I'm not a huge Halloween fan. I'm very much more of a fan of the Christmas party instead. 
but I, I reaped the benefits of the candy. So that was my favorite part of the Halloween party. So at least you got something from it. Yes. And shock and Chrissy, this is going to knock you over again. They were out until the park closed. The party ended. They were walking down Main Street and they didn't get back to like one one fifteen. And Chase and I probably were asleep by 930 that night. It was obscene how early I fell asleep that night, but it was worth it. Because they had fun. Chase got to walk around Epcot. I get I, I got to go on Guardians again <laughs> while Oh, did Melissa stay with you and watch? Melissa watched Chase while I went on Guardians again and then just walked around Epcot World Showcase. And I think it was the Belgium booth that had the steak and potatoes. Oh, I was gonna ask if you got to do any food and wine booths. Yes. So I, I'm a very picky eater. I'm not adventurous. So I saw that, I, th- I think it was Belgium, had the steak and the potatoes, and it was so good. We we went to Epcot on Monday. I got it twice. You know, I met Melissa there Tuesday night, and I got it twice. And if we would have gone to Epcot another day, I would have gotten it again. That's how good it was. <laughs> oh, no, we, we did. We went to Epcot uh, Wednesday night, and I got it again before before the show. So I, I, I had a total of five steak and potatoes from the same Belgium stand <laughs> while Kelly and her parents were stopping at, you know, the, the cheese booth and everything else, you know, something from, you know, every other stand they were getting. I was like, I'm just going to go walk over. It was, it was right next to Morocco. So I, each time I wanted, I walked back to Morocco. So your steak and potatoes is my macaroni and cheese. Yes. <laughs> so you didn't try like the Hawaiian booth with the, um, what was that? The mango cheesecake or something. Oh, no. That sounds really adventurous. I'm not nearly adventurous enough for that. I am very plain. So when I tell people about, oh, you got to go check out food and wine, there's something for everyone. And then they say, oh, yeah, I loved, you know, this exotic thing and this one and this one. And I'm like, I got the steak and potatoes from Belgium. (laughs) You didn't try the pickle milkshake? No, no, I didn't. And I don't think Kelly did either. She had some other pickle item. They had fried pickles. Maybe it was the fried pickles. Pickle fries. Maybe that was it. Did she try the fry flight as well? No, we didn't do that one either. Okay. But yeah, she had a few items. I My mind's blanking. You did try that, Chrissy? No, I, I did not, but I would. I would. The fry flight. It's really, really good. Except not sweet potatoes. I don't like sweet potatoes. Well, I know that's what Joey said, but he ate the sweet potato fries, but we each had our own favorite and he really liked the salt and vinegar ones. So he ate most of those and I ate his version. I mean, he ate some of the sweet potato ones and he was he admitted that they were good for what they were, just not his favorite. But those pickle fries were amazing though. So if that's what she got, I'm sure, because we were upset because they weren't part of the flight. You had to buy those separate. Then that, that would make sense because she didn't get the flight. And I know she had something pickled. So that, that would make sense. Um, but I was probably walking to Morocco to go to the Belgian booth to get my, my steak and potatoes. <laughs> That's so funny. You could have went to France and got some sweet. Yeah. So I think they, they went to something in France twice, I think, too. Is that somewhere where they had fried cheese? Is, does that sound familiar? I know which booth you're talking about because I couldn't get the line was too long both times I yes. saw it. And I was like, OK, I don't need fried cheese anyway. I can live without <laughs> my fried cheese. I, I tried that and I, I wasn't a big fan of it. So I just went back over to Morocco and went to the Belgian booth next door. So, did you, so you guys never ate seafood as kids either? Fish sticks. Fish sticks. That is fish byproducts. That And that is okay. <laughs> 
My sister-in-law is the same way. I just thought it was interesting because your mom and dad took you to Cape May. I mean, Oakey West. And that to me always screams seafood or fish or something. Oh, but we would eat like steak or I mean, we would eat a li- at Olivia's, but we would always order boring food. They never ate seafood either parent liked seafood either. Not that I can recall. No, I, I, I do think so. Like 10 years ago, Kelly and I went with my parents to um, Coral Reef. And I want to say my mom and I got the New York strip steak. Because <laughs> of course, you know, you go to a seafood restaurant, you get the steak. A lot of people do that. I think, I know Kelly for sure got the fish. I think dad might've gotten some sort of fish too. Well, I know daddy would like eat fried fish. I'm sure, I'm sure he probably said, I don't want that fresh. I want to go put it back in the fryer. Right. (laughs) During Lent. Is that what you're going to say, Chrissy? Yeah. Yeah. Like during, during fish fry season. (laughs) Yeah. So crazy. I don't know. I just always remembered eating seafood a lot. The worst thing I could have probably done is introduce my children so young to seafood because they have no problem eating all kinds of seafood, most of which is very expensive. Yeah. Allison used to love fish as a kid. We'd go to Sam's and get whatever. I don't, I don't even know what kind of fish they eat. I don't eat it, but she won't touch it now. So we could probably take her to Coral Reef and she'd want the chicken nuggets instead. They have really good food there. I, their menu has really shrunk since the pandemic though. Yeah, we, it's been a while since we've been. I, the, the the thing with a lot of restaurants at Disney is, and this is going to sound so cheesy, so please don't throw tomatoes at me, listeners. <laughs> but like a lot of it's just so much for like the environment. You know, I don't get to go dine and watch fish very often. Right, right, right. You know, Toy Story Land, I don't get to uh, have the, the, the army people yell at me over the speakers about Andy's coming or anything. So it's just fun stuff like that. And I think that continues to be the draw for somebody in their mid thirties with two kids or 50 with a kid at college or I think that's true for all of us, but it's true. Cause I, my, my girlfriend who goes to Disneyland all the time, we were talking about it. And I think that's the huge, I mean, that's at Disney world, you're paying more for your, when you're sitting at a when you're sitting at a sit down restaurant at Disney world, you're not necessarily paying for the meal. Cause the meal is just kind of like ho-hum. It's more for the atmosphere. I mean, it's exactly what you're saying, but when you go to Disneyland, it's not so much the atmosphere, it's for the meal. Because the meal is like, it's it's the ingredients are fresher. The meal, it's a whole different meal. Yeah. It's, it's like you're paying for the food and not so much the atmosphere out there. But at Disney World, it's more the atmosphere and not the meal. See, I think that's just a reason I need to get out there. I, I, you definitely need to get out there. It's both there. We had the same thing, except for that Chrissy doesn't eat. Um, we ordered the same steak, I should say, at Blue Bayou, except for that Chrissy doesn't eat seafood. Because I was like, wait, they put a crab cake on that. I crab something yeah, on it. I, I asked for no crab cake. And so she had no crab on hers. Because I was like, wait, that had seafood. And I thought maybe she like got adventurous. I asked for extra potato or something. They did something special. I think that's what you said, extra potatoes. The potatoes were delightful. And speaking of all this dining and stuff, um, so I have no dietary restrictions, but my father-in-law is non-dairy. He can't have any dairy products. And one of the chefs at Ohana came over and explained to him what he could eat and what he couldn't eat. And that was great. When I when I made the reservations for them, I you know I noted it on the reservation that it was non-dairy, but just that they, you know, each restaurant went above and beyond to like come out 
whether it be the chef or the the waiter waitress came out and explained the differences. Like you can have this plate, but don't touch that plate or you're going to regret it. And, you know, they did a really good job. So if you, if you have any uh, dietary, dietary needs, Disney will most definitely take care of them for you. Besides being a picky eater, they can't take care of that. I actually told the client that I don't want to have an allergy because of that or or anything or a need to have a different kind of diet, but it is one of the coolest things I think since the first time we went to Disney in 2010 by we went in 2009 the first time, but 2010 we sat at the at Ohana and this girl was allergic to so many things and the chef came out, pulled up a chair, sat down, yep. and she had such a special time with the chef and he was trying to make it so special. I was like, dang, I want someone to come sit at my table, but I don't want an allergy. So don't hear what I'm not saying. Yeah, no, j- just come the chef can talk to me, but I still want the food I can have. <laughs> right. Well, it, it helped with my mom because her doctor put her on gluten-free. So that was really good because they came out and told her the same thing. And I think that's really one of the things that has not gone changed over time, I should say, with Disney is yes. the chefs are always making sure they're conscious of stuff. They've listened as far as people becoming more health conscious to make sure there's more healthy foods and stuff at all areas. And so. I would definitely agree with that. You know, like you said, a lot's changed at Disney, but I still think the cast members are always top notch. Like every interaction yes. we had, they were great. You know, whether, I mean, we, we lucked out a few different times and, and the buses were there. It's like, you know, we, we, we won the lottery when the bus would yeah. get there. The bus drivers were always nice. And, you know, we checked in, we, we did the online check-in beforehand and we got our room the second we got on property, we got the text saying it was ready and they, they forgot to put a pack and play in, even though we requested one. So we called the front desk and it was up there within like 10 minutes. So like the, the service is still there. I just think yes. some of the other stuff might have been modified in the past. Well, obviously since COVID, but even before that, I think a lot, a lot had changed, but cast members are still, still really good. That's good to hear because I know, you know, with social media and this and that, you hear so many grumblings of people saying cast members, this and cast member, and, and it, you, you feel that it, so many people complain that the magic, I, I haven't felt that the magic is lost, but people out there feel that the magic is lost. But I, I love hearing that that you don't feel them because I think your perspective of the magic is my perspective of the magic and, and you don't feel that the magic is lost. So I think that that's, that's really, that's awesome. It is. And maybe I just see it through a different lens now with two kids and spending, you know, a lot of the time with Allison in the parks. Maybe they're nicer to me because I have a six-year-old with me. But, I, you know, I, I the stuff on social media, you, you always see the bad. You never see the good most of the time. Right. It's very rare that somebody goes out of their way to film a great encounter. They only want to film the bad stuff. But I, I still think the, the good far outweighs the bad when it comes to service and the cast members by a 99 to one margin, in my opinion. No, that is a fact. <clears throat> Doing this podcast is sometimes hard because I have to search. And I was saying last week when I was getting ready for the Wednesday show, my daughter came in and I must have looked flustered. And she's like, what? And I said, I'm trying to find some good. I want to share some good stories. So I had to really hunt and peck. And we did a little bit of food coverage and stuff just because I didn't want the whole show to be about the negative things that are going on. And there are some, some of them needed to be said just because there are things going on that I just, I don't understand people sometimes. I'm just like, right. we're all paying. Don't say, well, I'm paying to be here. Uh, we're all paying to be here. I won the ticket lottery and I never, you know, we all, we all pay, you know, 
I think that was one of the things that's always gets me is when a parent says, well, this is what I want. Well, congratulations. We all want things that don't we don't get. That's not how life works. And it's just how our world is right now. So a few final reminders before we sign off. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can text us at 636-373-4497. If you would like to book a trip to Disney or wherever, reach out for a free quote. Text myself or Vicki at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, The Mousecapades and More Podcast. Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show when we dish all the latest rumors and news and chat with the gang. Thank you so much again, Dan. Thank um, Allie for us. I appreciated it. And thank your wife for uh, giving you some time away. I think it's about that time, Chrissy. Disney love. Bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Have a magical day, my friends. Deep in the hundred-acre wood Where Christopher Robin plays You'll find the enchanted neighborhood of Christopher's childhood days. A donkey named Eeyore is his friend. There's King of Love and Little Roo and Tigger too. There's rabbits and piglets and there's all. But most of all, Winnie the Winnie the Chubby little cubby all stuffed with fluff He's Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh Willy nilly silly old bear Where's our good friend Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh Chubby little cubby all stuffed with fluff He's Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh Willy nilly silly old soft and round a heart of gold No honey to spare